Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode in Her Space. But I always think it's important for women to understand that where you started is not where you have to finish and being willing to open yourself into something new and leaving history behind doesn't necessarily mean that you're leaving bad things or good things behind. It just means that you're shifting and you're pivoting to something different. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or even a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or if you feel comforted throughout the episode, Lady, please leave us a review and tell us what we're doing right so we can stay on track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit herspacepodcast.com and enter your email address to get updates about our live events and all of the new beginnings that we have for this year. Welcome to Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts. Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Her Space Podcast. Do you have a burning question you're dying to get feedback on? Do you want an unbiased perspective on a situation you're facing? If so, visit herspacepodcast.com and click Ask Dr. Dom under the Start Here option. Every Tuesday, I'll choose a few questions and answer them at random. Lady, today we have an incredible guest who can help us all get our lives in the midst of the uncertainty going on in the world right now. Jennifer Hammock, or Jen, is a successful entrepreneur, award-winning servant leader, empowerment coach, author, and highly sought-after speaker with a sincere heart to uplift women. In March 2018, she launched Dream Chaser Academy, a consulting agency that provides coaching services for aspiring entrepreneurs, authors, and passionate people seeking to launch their dreams. She received her Bachelor of Science from California State University, Fresno, where she became a proud member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. In addition to being a wife and mother, Jen serves as the Women's Director of New Life Community Church alongside her husband, founder, and lead pastor, Daryl Hammock. Jen, welcome to her space. Oh my gosh, I am in the space. Thank yes. you. Thank you, Dom. Thank you, Terry. I'm so excited, honored to be in this space with you guys. Thank you so much. Oh, Yay. we are so excited to have you. And we are looking forward to the content that, yes, and all the gems that you are going to drop on us today. So we are going to get started with our quote of the day. Step out of the history that is holding you back. 
step into the new story you are willing to create. And that comes to us from Oprah Winfrey. Mm, the goat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> now, goat, Jen, when, when you hear that quote, for me, when I hear it, I think, okay, there's some things that have been happening in my past. There are things that might be happening in my present, but it's time for me to write a new story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And thinking about or looking at you launching Dream Chaser Academy in March 2018. That's you writing a new story. So can you talk to us about what led to you writing this new story? Yeah, that's a great question. And the quote is beautifully written and stated because that is a step that we all have to take if we want to reach our destiny. And I always have something I say that, you know, destiny leaves clues. And along the way, we, if, if we take inventory, that is, we can put all those different pieces together so we can be able to do exactly what God has called us to do. So how I did that was, it, it was actually a funny story. I was at a women's retreat, a women's retreat that we were actually hosting from the church. And like literally that weekend, I had like three different women come up to me. It's like, Lady Jen, you should be a coach. Lady Jen, you should be a coach. Lady Jen, you should be a coach. And I'm one of those persons, I don't necessarily seek confirmation, but when I see the, a series of like familiar things happening, I definitely pay attention to it. And so I was like, hmm, a coach. Like I wasn't never trying to do that. But I always think it's important for women to understand that where you started is not where you have to finish and being willing to open yourself into something new. And leaving history behind doesn't necessarily mean that you're leaving bad things or good things behind. It just means that you're shifting and you're pivoting to something different. So for me, it was first just hearing all those different cues from different people saying like the same thing. And then I did an inventory of what are like the top things that people keep on asking me about. And so for me, People kept on asking me about how do you start a business? I have an idea. I have this dream, 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 dream. I'm like, you know what? I have a feeling that maybe God is just calling me to help other women manifest their dreams. And so for me, that was how I stepped out of my history to do something different because my history was all event planning. I'm a, I was, I'm a, I had my CMP certification. I used to be a wedding planner. So I think it is definitely hard sometimes to let go of what is familiar because you don't know if the new thing is going to work. But I always tell people failure is not necessarily failure. You can learn from your losses. You can learn from the things that didn't go right. And at least you have no regret at the end of the day. So for me, that's how I let go of history and kind of move forward to be able to start Dream Chaser Academy. Wow. You already preaching and we like six (laughs) minutes in. I love it. I was just like, yes, I'm feeling it. Oh, the spirit. I got it. Okay. So Jen, when, okay, you do so much. All right. I thought I did a lot, right? (laughs) Jen, you are a mother, a wife. Lady Jen, right? Running Mm -hmm. the women's ministry at the church. You're an author. You do so much. Can you talk about your perspective on, like, do you do all the things? Like, can you just talk about your perspective on managing 
the things that you do. And then we're going to get into the work-life balance. But first, how do you manage yourself? Because you do a lot. Yeah. So I read this book and I actually didn't even mention, I didn't plan on mentioning it, but it just came up to me right now. It's called The Emotionally Healthy Woman or The Spiritually Emotionally Healthy Woman. And it talked about eight different things that you need to quit as a woman, if if you're going to be successful. And one of the things was over-functioning. Like you have to quit over-functioning if you're going to be emotionally healthy. And so for me, I had to be able to, to be able to do all those things that you just mentioned. I had to quit some things. I had to stop over-functioning. So honestly, although I love my beloved sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, shout out to all my sorors. Like I had to like take back my membership. I'm like, you know what? I can't be active this year because I can't do this and I can't do that. So for me, I had to kind of compartmentalize my life a little bit and then prioritize and see what was most important. So that was the first thing that I had to do. I just had to stop doing a whole bunch of stuff. And then the other thing, and I always encourage women with this, like people read the bio, people see all of what I do, but I would clearly and honestly tell everybody, I don't do all of those things at the same time. Mm. Yes, this is a resume that I built over the years, but I don't do all those things at the same time. And so when you say author, I wrote that book almost three years ago. You know, that was in a totally different season when I had less kids than what I have right now. (laughs) You know, being a first lady. So I actually also like bucket my days. So I'll give the ministry Monday, Friday and Sunday. So church. That's what y'all get from me. Monday, I'm sorry, Monday, Friday, and Sunday. That's all I got for y'all, okay? So I use Calendly, and I literally schedule, if people want to make an appointment, it got to be on one of those days. So Mm. I'm being very rigid, but it's the only way that I can fit everything in because I have to be a mom 24-7. I have to be a wife 24-7. You know, so those are the things that are obviously priority. And I try to compartmentalize my days in that way. Same thing, coaching clients. I'm only meeting with coaching clients on Wednesdays. Wednesdays is the day that I usually work with coaching clients. Tuesdays are usually like my sales and creative content, creating day and that kind of thing. So how I'm able to do all those things is that I don't do them all at once. (laughs) I prioritize which one is most important at the right season. And then I build from there. And another part of that, I think, is just communicating with, you know, your your spouse, your partner, where you are so they can support you in that. So if my husband knows it's writing season, right? I'm about to write this book. So that means like I need you to handle dinner, okay? Because from seven to 10, I'm going to be writing. So I'm going to need you handle the kids and handle dinner so I can block out this time for writing. So I think for me, that's how I was able to accomplish those different things. And so when I hear that, so I love structure Mm -hmm. (laughs) and being really rigid with my time has been helpful for me. But then, but at times I find myself struggling with that, right? So you said, like you gave the example of from 7 to 10 p.m., that might be your writing time. Mm -hmm. Realistically, how often are you truly able to stick to that 7 to 10 writing time? And I'm going to bounce that back 
and say, when you have a full-time job, how committed are you to working only from nine to five? Because when five o'clock hits, you out of there and you know you need to be there at nine o'clock with your butt in the seat. So I kind of treat it just like that. And being a solopreneur, being one that works from home, over time, I had to learn like this is how it has to work in order mm. for it to work. And this is the other thing is that it's seasonal. So my family knows it's seasonal. My husband knows it's seasonal. So it's like, you know, this, this, this time where it's the seven to 10 is only going to be like this for maybe like three months or whatnot. But then after that, we'll go back to baking cookies at seven o'clock at night and watching whatever is on the TV all together as a family. So it's one of those things. And and it all really goes back to communication at the end of the day. I like that you share that though, because I feel like for me sometimes, Jen, I will overthink everything. I'm the kind of person where before I take a move, I want to know all the steps. And it's like, come on now, you know, Mm -hmm. God's not going to show you the whole roadmap before you got to step off. You got to step out there on faith sometimes, right? But Dom, you had said something about showing up for yourself and being disciplined, right? Yeah. And so when you are showing up for yourself, I think for me, when I hear that, like, I like how you gave that example of treating it like a nine to five. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I thought about was, well, what about those people who aren't on time at nine o'clock? You know, they don't show up right at nine o'clock. Right. Or those people who are staying well past five o'clock to get stuff done. What would you say to those people? Mm-hmm. I think at that, t- at, at, at that point, it's really a boundaries issue. And I think every, honestly, each person can answer this for themselves and just have to be okay with it. And while there are some people that's fine, you know, staying after work, you know, putting in those extra hours to get the project done or, you know, just going above and beyond. But then again, you just fact that in like, you know what? I don't get off at five. I get off at seven. And that's when I leave the office and just being honest with yourself. I think sometimes we be lying to ourselves all the time. And <laughs> yes. that's part of the reason why we don't reach our goals is like, sis, are you for real going to write a book this year? And it's August already. And we know the level of your work ethic and how it's set up, it ain't going to happen versus being, you know what, Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a whole year to do it, you know? So going back to your question where you're saying like, you know, some people, they don't, they get in late or some people stay after work later. I think it's all goes back to you checking in with yourself and really being committed to that vision, committed to that dream. And You got the same 24 hours like I do. And I believe that if we are more disciplined, I just think that's a a word that we don't really take to heart anymore because you tell you name one successful person that does not have like literally like a rigid, a a rigid schedule. Like let's, let's set up Beyonce. Okay. Mm. She's going to tell you what she's eating and what she's not eating. Now, granted, she got the the coins to have all kinds of people. (laughs) For her, but right, still, right, right. in that place. So even when she was in Houston with Destiny's Child on whatever level they were in, there was those levels of discipline there. And I think that's something as women that we just have to be committed to because when we level up in our discipline, I believe people around us do. 
So if you tell sis like, oh, like, you know, we were supposed to hook up for happy hour or to go to wherever. It's like, oh, no, today I'm working on my project or today I'm working on my business. And the more that you are consistent with that, people will check it and be like, "Okay, she's serious. And then it's going to inspire other people to really get serious about their dreams. And so that's why I actually like group coaching when I do do group coaching because it, mm. it, you know, iron sharpens iron. You get to be in an environment with other people and their positivity usually inspires you. So that's, that's my two cents on that piece. I love that you share that. And Jen, I love that you talked about compartmentalizing and you said, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do this forever. It's seasonal. And the reason I said that that stood out to me is because sometimes I'm the kind of person where I want to see the whole plan mapped out. Right. But then also I believe that if I'm showing up from seven to 10 and I'm writing, I got to do this forever. I have to commit to it forever. Mm. And it's like, no, if you look at it in seasons, yeah. you know, it makes it more consumable for yourself. Yep. You're like, I know I'm not going to do this forever. It's just for this season of my life. And then yep. I'll be on to a new season where I do something different. So I like the fact that you talked about compartmentalizing and having mm-hmm. these seasonal changes. Yeah. And I think it's important for us to have different people in our lives, whether that be a mentor, a coach, an advisor, or somebody to help you see it. Because even our best athletes, LeBron James, Serena Williams, you, you list them all. Although they are obviously highly talented, they still have a coach. They still have someone to help them see their blind spots. And I think taking a step back and just really planning out, maybe, I mean, if you can plan out the year, great. But if you can't, let's at least do the quarter so you can be able to know what are your yes and no's, what are your deal breakers, how you can create boundaries. And when we're not disciplined and when we don't plan, that's when we're not really able to achieve our dreams, unfortunately. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Like, as you were saying that, I just started thinking, oh, yes. I reflected back to graduate school and I remember that that is how I got through graduate school by being that disciplined Mm -hmm. and setting those goals on a time schedule. And so that's just this is just a reminder of, yes, that clearly worked for you to get through graduate school. You can continue to employ that in your current life. Yes. Yeah. And it was seasonal, right? Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It was seasonal. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. but I think what may have, I think what happened is I employed that strategy during that season and associated that strategy with that season instead of saying, okay, this strategy can apply to every season. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think that's the point of gaining skills and them being transferable. And I'm thinking about even and your fun. It's funny you say that because you talked about me stepping away out of history to move forward. All of the things that I use when I had my event planning business from connecting with vendors to billing clients to doing wedding shows and all those kind of different things. Those same skills I still use now to host, you know, my annual conference that I host. And so it's about, like you said, taking inventory of your skills and of just things that have helped you be successful in the past and saying, okay, I have a new goal or a new dream and what helped me to achieve those old dreams and see if I can use some of those same skills. So, yeah. Now, Jen, what do you say to women, really moms in particular, 
that struggle with the mommy guilt, right? Mm -hmm. You're trying to compartmentalize, you're managing all the things. Maybe you are doing the seasonal activities to bring your dreams to fruition, but let's talk about that mommy guilt. (laughs) Yeah. So it's real. Let's acknowledge it. Like, because as women, obviously we are caregivers and nurturers and all that kind of good stuff. So it's going to be natural for us to want to take care of, especially little kids that can't take care of themselves. But and I'm no psychologist, okay? But what I have also learned that mommy guilt sometimes is stemmed from abandonment that women sometimes suffered when they were younger. And they remember when like their mom was never there or maybe their father wasn't present or something like that. So sometimes in, in the severe cases that I have seen, I've often seen that link together. So one, I feel like you have to address that so you can be comfortable and confident in who God has still called you to be and to do. And although one of your assignments might be a mother, you also have some other assignments that he wants you to do. So I try to encourage women by having them understand that number one, You can be obviously multi-passionate and have multiple assignments. And the simple thing that we always hear all the time is that you have to put on your own mask first before you help others. And so in that, so I take a step back. So let's take a step back again and just ask yourself, what makes you come alive? Ask yourself, what makes you come alive? What makes you feel good? And really do those things so you can fill yourself up So then you can pour out to your children. So that's what I will also say to moms. Like, obviously you got to acknowledge it. Yes, you feel like you got to stay there and only be with them and all that kind of, and it goes back to what we just said, that seasons change. Mm -hmm. So it's like, they won't always be babies or they won't always be toddlers or they won't always be elementary school kids. They won't always be high schoolers. And so as seasons change, their need for you will change either. One of the best things that we can do is to prepare our children to do life without us. So we can let them practice that even when they're younger. Because if you always need mommy next to you, for every, you know, every single thing, then as you grow, it's kind of the, 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 the cycle continues to a certain degree. So for all my mommies out there, you, you definitely have to acknowledge it, but I want you to put your mask on first, do some things that fill you up and make you feel good and make you come alive. And then also I will want you to communicate that with your partner and be like, babe, like I really feel bad when it's time for me to have to go have some girl time or I really feel bad when I need my nails done, but I really don't want to go because I don't want to. Can you help me to make sure I take care of myself? And if you Mm -hmm. got a real one, he is going to be like, I got you, you know, and he's going to make those appointments. He's going to check on you. Be like, okay, so you didn't go get your hair done this month. You want to go hook that up? Uh, Matter of fact, I'll call old girl for you so you can go ahead. So I'm a big communicator. So I think that's another thing that you have to do as well. Get you a real one. Get you a real one. Here, look here. Don't nobody got no time for no fake one. And I think that's a good point that like having, having a real one, having someone who is truly supportive of you and you are supportive of them and you all are fostering this interdependence. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we often think about that or that people tend to like 
get caught up in is codependence. Mm-hmm. And that can lead to like unhealthy relationships oh, yeah. and unhealthy patterns that you pass on to your children. For sure. And so For I sure. think it's this, this concept of interdependence, which mm-hmm. is about figuring out how can we best support one another to achieve our individual and our collective goals? Yeah, I'm trying to think because that's a, a big one. Because this is the thing, obviously you have individual goals and then you come together. So I'm going to go back to communication again and say, okay, for 2020, what, sh- what what is important for you this year? And then, you know, you guys can both answer those questions and then ask like which one is going to either be priority. Because let's be honest, each of those goals, each of those dreams are going to require some time and some money most of the time. So mm-hmm. We can ask how how can we can support each other, and I'll be totally honest. So we moved to the Bay in 2011, and we moved because my husband had a dream. He put, God put it on his heart to start the church that we currently have. And so, remember, I was a wedding planner, so I had a business that was already going, and I had to close down the business to move here and do it. And I'll be honest, in the beginning, I was pissed. I was like, "Wait, huh? <laughs> like we gonna do what you doing?" Like, not a church. Wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. And then like, wait, I have this business here. But, and again, going back to having a real one in that you can just trust the timing of God. You can trust your partner and that you believe in what they're doing. It's like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be in this thing with you. And I don't really understand it right now, but I'm going to try. And then as, you know, time goes on, you'll see how everything is working together for you guys is good. So going back to that whole communication piece and then also being honest about what resources is it going to take to make it happen? And when is it whose time to shift? Because, and I've had this conversation even with my husband before, because this is our seventh year of the church. And I was communicating with him at the end of last year that, you know what, I think it's my turn. And I, I want to start putting more of my energy into some things that God has given me to do. And while obviously I love the church and love everything that we're doing here, I feel the nudge to really invest some more time there. And again, having a real one, he was like, okay, like let's build a plan so you can make the shift. And that's mm-hmm. the thing, going back to the plan. Like I think sometimes we like to do a lot of things willy nilly. And sometimes we can do things off the cuff. But if you want smooth transition, if you want everybody on one accord, you have to have time for communication. You kind of have to have a strategic mind about it. And then I think that together you guys can work out a plan. That is so beautiful. And Jen, you know, speaking of you having to sort of uproot and start all over, mm-hmm. I want to talk about the pivot. You talked about pivoting earlier and, yeah. you know, it's April. Dom and I were supposed to see you live and in person uh-huh. at your Dream Chaser conference, girl. And I was just yes, like, COVID-19, <laughs> I know that you had to make some changes and had to pivot. Yeah. Can you talk about pivoting when the unexpected happens? Oh my goodness. So <laughs> this podcast, how long is the podcast? I mean, <laughs> I, I, we can talk for days, ma'am. But Oh my goodness. Yeah. So for those who don't know, I host a huge conference every single year and it was supposed to be on April 4th, but obviously because of Corona, we had to postpone it. Not cancel, but postpone. And honestly, I always like to just take a step back in all of everything of what I'm doing. And I always 
I don't know if you guys ever heard the serenity prayer. It goes, God, yeah. grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. And at the end of the day, I, I can't change that Corona is taking over right now, you know? Mm-hmm. So again, I had to then try to obviously pivot and understand like, well, then what else can we do? And so it's funny because that was exactly what I had to do, like create a new normal at the end of the day. And so for me, I asked myself, how can I still serve my why in terms of why is it that I, why is it that I wanted to do the conference? Why is it that I wanted to bring women together? Why is it that I want to help women manifest their dreams? How can I still be committed to that same why, but achieve it in a different way? And so that's honestly what I've been brainstorming over for the last few weeks. And I have some things that's coming up that I believe that's going to answer that why. And you have to be okay with just with the serenity prayer I just, I just shared. Like accepting the things that you cannot change. I think we spend so much time trying to change people, try to change circumstances, trying to have control every over everything. But God knows our end from our beginning. We don't. We don't know what's in the middle of the road, what's around the corner. So we just have to trust that all things are going to work together for our good. So that's kind of where I am right now. It's like, look, I don't have no time to be stressing over stuff that's not within my control. You know what I mean? I'll do my best in terms of, you know, people who registered and dealing with them and then all of vendors and sponsors, all that kind of stuff. But I always bank on God's grace and his grace always sees me through. So that's how I am pivoting right now, but I'm still going to serve my why, but just in a different way. And then I'm going to just, you know, understand the things that I cannot change, but still move forward with grace. Yes. Yes. I love that. The serenity prayer. My mom had that. On her wall. Uh, yes. Yes, she mm-hmm. did. <laughs> <laughs> On the wall. Yes. <laughs> yes, she did. And And so that still resonates with me. And I Mm -hmm. think the thing that we sometimes can get caught up in is that wisdom piece of like knowing what are the things that I truly can change Mm -hmm. and really letting go of the things that I can't. Right, right, right. And I think when we get quiet, when we get quiet, and I think that's what's happening right now. God is allowing everybody to take several seats and sit down somewhere mm-hmm. and really figure out really what's important. Because when you have to be in the same place for over 24 hours over and over again, you know, it gets real. And then I think we are able to be honest with ourselves and honest with him and he's going to direct us. So I just already know that when this, all this, and, and I'm obviously praying for all of those who have been affected and have died and the yeah. families that are being affected by this. But, you know, in the end, I think I, I know it's still going to work together for our good, for sure. You were on point, Jen. This is like a perfect segue from our episode last week. So you were on point. And cool. at this point, we're going to change up the energy just yes. a little bit. Come okay? on now. Now. Jim, because we recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman, and we believe that it's okay to be classy mm-hmm. and ratchet, <laughs> and you can still be elegant and dance to strip club music if you so choose, mm-hmm. we want to invite you to the OU Clatchet segment. Uh-oh. So, Jen, do you take on the challenge? <laughs> I take on the Clatchet. Yes. All right. Yes. Let's yes. do it. Let's do it. Okay. All right now. 
So go ahead, Dom. Let's shoot it off for our first question. Our first question. What is the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? Most spontaneous. Oh my goodness. I'm trying to give y'all something, something good and juicy to talk about. <laughs> yes, okay. yes. Most spontaneous. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dang. That's right. You don't get these questions in advance. You just got to think about it <laughs> and get off the cuff. Most spontaneous, I would say, and, and I know this might sound so spontaneous, but Sometimes you just got to say, forget it. So for my birthday, it was a few years ago, we had went to Aisha Curry's restaurant. And keep in mind, we have kids. So we're usually on like a regular routine, like home by whatever. And I was like, you know what? Let's spend a night in San Francisco tonight, even though it's just across the bridge. And okay. so we had like, you know, just got a hotel room that night, had went out that night. We went, oh my gosh. So I've never seen some parts of San Francisco like these before. <laughs> and I was like, ow, <laughs> it goes down in San mm-hmm. Francisco. So just most recently, I feel like that was the most spontaneous. Had to call and be like, okay, we're not coming home. So can you watch the kids overnight? And again, going back to that feeling yourself up, you know, doing what's good for you. If I had mommy guilt, I definitely wouldn't have not done that, but I did it and I'm like, bye kids. <laughs> so that's for a me, one. Yeah. That really is yeah, that's a, a really good one. one. For parents, especially, that is like that's 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 you just smell that like it's not just going too good to end. Like I don't want to yes. go back home. Uh-uh. Like go ahead, mama. I'm gonna use these Hilton points, get me a room somewhere, and we gonna hey. turn up. So yes. <laughs> that's how that was that was most recently how that went down. So yeah. Now, Jen, what is your biggest pet peeve? So, oh, I got to be honest, right? Yes, be honest. I got to be honest. <laughs> so, and oh my gosh, y'all making me go there. Okay, so pet peeve. One of them is like us. I... Uh, you know what, Terry? You got a yeah. nice wig. Like, yo, I've I, I seen your pieces. <laughs> and your pieces is nice. <laughs> Thank but you. My pet peeve, oh my goodness, is these women walking around with these $2 wigs on their head. I'm like, I need you to understand that this is an investment, sis. And I need you to just drop a few coins so it can look nice. And you can't try to wear the same wig that you've been wearing literally for like a whole month. Like, you don't even take it off. So I I get it, but no. So my pet peeve right now is like, the, the wigs. It's like, the oh wigs. my lord. Oh, like, help you us can't, today. Where there's no part. Yeah. It's like, okay. it's, it's just horrible. It's like, come on. So I kind of just lower my head when I see people and, you know, go on about my business. Well, if mine is, if mine is ever looking a hot mess, I'm the kind of person, please let me know because I want me to know. know. Let me yes. know. Don't have me looking around crazy. If you can't see the part and you like, mm, let us just know. Let That's me a good know. one, Jen. I like your honesty, Dom. We may have to add some wig links up in the show notes. Yes, yes. yes. I'm helping you out. And that's what's been preventing me from getting 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 mine because I don't want nobody oh. talking about me. So okay. I was like, you know, I really want, and this is the thing because you know I'm up on stage every single week, oh, and girl. I always have my hair, you know, heat and everything. And then sometimes I just yeah. can't make it. I'm like, I need me a good piece, and I already have a yeah. name for her too. Oh, there you go. Can you yeah. share her name or the secret? Oh no, it's not a secret. Her name is Jasmine. Nothing to okay, you know. Okay. It's just Jasmine. Okay. You know, she's kind of for every day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Jasmine. 
So we'll have to we'll have to find a good Jasmine out there to yes. get you. Help yes. me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so speaking of being on the stage every week, that means that like like you're saying, like you gotta look fly, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your most cringeworthy outfit that you've ever oh worn. It's cringeworthy. Ah, oh, okay. I'm trying to think. So it's actually, oh my gosh. So, yeah. Oh my God. Okay. I got to figure out how can I make this as, I, you don't know who I'm talking about. So long story short, you know, every year we celebrate the, the church's birthday and I had somebody offer to, you know, make me something. And I was like, oh, that's such a nice gesture. Like, okay, cool. And, you know, her stuff was cool. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And I was out of town and I couldn't come in for like the fitting. So it's like, just send me your measurements. And we try to do it. And, and literally, I got back into town that Saturday. So it was literally the day before church. And I you know, went to go pick it up. And it was just, it was just not that like her work was a hot mess it's just like the fit you know what I mean like because if it doesn't fit you must quit like Johnny Cochran like one on one right <laughs> so it was just a horrible fit like it, it was too long and it didn't snatch my waist and, uh. and I felt really bad because she you know made it for me so I obviously wanted to wear it because I didn't want her to be like well you didn't wear it and mm-hmm. yeah but I've never worn it again so that was oh, yeah and I, had a and I just took the bullet from the, oh yeah. yeah that was sweet that was sweet of you to even wear yeah. it yeah okay Jen so I'm, we're gonna have to text you to get some pictures of this offline we won't we won't <laughs> put it <laughs> offline offline <laughs> I'm, so Jen, I'm getting visions of like Theo Huxtable from the Cosby Show yeah. and his Gordon Cart- Cartrell. <laughs> Remember that with the with the the, the 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 pocket on the chest and it was like what what is, what is happening here? Yes, yes. it was it, it wasn't as bad as that. If that was a ten, then this was like a strong seven. Ooh, a strong Ooh. seven. But okay. you know, you know how, and it's the thing, because I have one friend that she's a, like a legit model. Like she'd be traveling all over the place and stuff. And so I'll be watching all the stuff that she, you know, shares. And it seems like on the red carpet, they can wear whatever. You know, mm-hmm. it would never wear in real life. Yeah. So I had just honed in my New York Fashion Week spirit. And yes. I went into that church as if this was like the hottest thing on the runway and just on it. it. And at the end of the day, that's really what you have to do. So even if you're wearing t-shirt and sweats, you know, if you walk in with confidence with your head up, you know, there's still an aura that, you know, oozes out of you and it, it brings light to others. So that's that's what I had to muster up that day. Faux show. Sure. I love it. I love yes. it. Jen, our last question for you is, what's the best compliment you've ever received? best compliment I think the best compliment is from my husband and he tells me I'm a good mom because I think every man wants like their you know legacy their children to you know grow and become something great and I think we all recognize that women play moms play a big role in making little humans great and so the Mm -hmm. fact that he saw you know the the effort and the energy that I put into the kids being well in terms of education and well-roundedness and just looking you know nice I I really appreciated that for sure so that that that's going to be like one of the best compliments because I mean let's be real like 
who cares if you make a million dollars if you a raggedy mama? Like, come on. Okay. Okay. Mm. So, That's the truth right there. Yeah. So for sure. Oh, that was a new. sweet compliment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. 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 All right. Now, Jen, where can our listeners connect with you on social media and what exciting updates do you have to share with them? Sure. So you guys can totally connect with me on Instagram. My name is Jen, J-E-N-N underscore hammock, H-A-M-M-O-C-K. You know what? I post frequently, not all the time, but very frequently and just really like to just share my life and inspiration because I feel like we need positivity, especially right now. And I think that we need real positivity in that it, you have to share the good and the bad, you know, the the transparent mm-hmm. side of life. Because I think sometimes we people paint picture that it's always roses and it's not. So you guys can totally connect with me on Instagram. I also have a podcast too. So after you listen to hers and you are subscribed, then you can totally check out my podcast, which is called Dream Chaser Podcast. And then my website, jenniferhammock.com. But some of the exciting things that I'm working on, just as you mentioned, in terms of having to pivot and Corona and everything. And I really still wanted to serve my why, but I had to figure out a different way to you, to do it. I'm launching a membership group. And honestly, it is a support group for female entrepreneurs. I also believe like, who cares if you have a great marketing strategy and your Instagram feed is on fleek if you're not good within. So not only are we going to, you know, trade business secrets and how to do this and trade ideas, you know, we're going to check in with each other because I don't know about you guys, but this entrepreneurship journey is not always easy and you want to quit as much as times you want to win. So I wanted to create that safe, safe space for other women like myself. So that's what's going on with me. Oh, well, thank you so much, Jen, for joining us today. I really enjoyed this and feel really inspired by you. Awesome. And honestly, that's a great compliment, too, to be totally honest. Somebody be inspired by you because like, I don't know. That is like one of the next one after after I answered the first question, that would be the next one for sure. The best compliment is inspiring somebody. That means you are changing somebody's life to a certain degree, helping them to want to continue to press on. So I'm inspired by you guys and the work that you do. And I want to thank you so much for allowing me to share this space with you and with your audience. And I just want all of us to, you know, reach our best and to do our best and to be our best. Oh, yay. Well, thank you so much, Jen. We appreciate you. And we had such a great time having you in her space. Yes. Thank you again. God bless you both. Hey, girl. Hey, it's Terry here from the Her Space podcast. Every Wednesday, I release a Wisdom Wednesday mini episode that'll give you the quick boost you need to get you through hump day. Visit herspacepodcast.com and click the Wisdom Wednesday with Terry link under start here to get your weekly gems. I hope to see you there. Thanks for joining us today in Herspace. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but it is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider.
If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HerSpacePodcast, or check out our website at HerSpacePodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. There's something inside of me that's bigger than any obstacle. We'll see you next week, lady.